Well, hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And during this, uh, the the return of the MSRP live stream here, I'm going to do a couple things. I, I'm... Uh, like you already saw the sign on the door, the event saying I'm going to do some unboxing. I've got some uh, uh, stuff from the Hasbro Pulse Power Days sale that I'm going to share and talk to you about. Um, I want to start with what I can only describe as a first world problem. Now, during this entire live stream, it's primarily toy talk. So by the nature of that, that's kind of first world problems. But talking about problems with your toys and retailers and distributors, that's even more first world of the first world problems. So uh, just know as I start complaining about Target here, um, I'm not without awareness. Uh, I, I have a degree of personal awareness, but I think um, this conversation might resonate with folks because I had, um, I, uh, let's see, where, where do I want to start? I mean, I think I'll just show you what I got and, and then, um, uh, then I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you the story of why I'm, uh, why I'm even talking about this. So the first item I want to show you, and this is not one of uh, my Hasbro Pulse items. This is a pre-order that I received from Target that was recently fulfilled, and it is a um, it's Boba Fett, and it's on the uh, uh, replica reproduction of the Star Wars droids card in celebration of the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm. So uh, I suppose this figure would be considered to be part of vintage collection, but what's cool about it is that it has the original card art as it was sold originally, um, and it includes it includes the uh, um, uh, the coin that came with the original figure as well. Because this line of Kenner action figures was kind of an offshoot of the Power of the Force line from uh, 1985, and all of those figures had uh, commemorative coins in them. So um, also this particular figure, as you can see. Um, uh, emulates the outfit that Boba Fett has in the droids cartoon. Um, so a couple things about this figure. One, uh, well, actually, let me just put it up to the camera so you can see him a little better. Um, apologies for the glare, but yeah, I mean, as, as you can see, it's, it's, it's a pretty decent vintage collection Boba Fett. It's, uh, the, the three quarter inch scale, three and three quarter inch scale. I mean, um, and you can get, a little bit of a look on that coin there, but you also notice that it's um, that it is a little soft, and I'll talk about that in a sec. So this figure is a Target exclusive. I got it from Target, and I um, this became available for pre-order back in September, uh, end of September, if I'm not mistaken. And since I'm on the West Coast. Uh, pre-orders come up early in the morning, uh, East Coast time. So I got up at like, um, I think this is one where pre-orders opened at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I, I made sure I was up at 6 Pacific 
uh, to make sure and get my pre-order in for uh, for this particular figure. Um, also dropping uh, as a, as a pre-order that day was a uh, Black Series. Uh, droids Boba Fett also with the same deco. Um, I won't talk about that figure a whole lot because it hasn't come out yet. Um, but anyway, so um, I was able to get my pre-order in and I later found out that pre-orders for this figure sold out within seven minutes. Um, in addition to being connected with the the Transformers fan community, I'm also part of the Boba Fett fan club community, and we talk about like figure releases and things like that. So, um, so kind of had like a inside scoop and some insider details on like when the pre order was going to be active, as well as the moderators of that keeping an eye on when the pre orders um, were going to sell out. So. I uh, I snagged this guy and I snagged the uh, um, his Black Series counterpart and I had a false sense of security because the I hadn't realized that the pre-orders had sold out so I I went through I mean if anybody is a is a toy collector and you know the anxiety that comes with uh, doing pre-orders. Um, th- you're like on your phone or on your computer like uh 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 so. I ordered this and the and the Black Series figure as two separate orders, which means I get to enjoy paying for shipping twice. Um, but I wanted to make sure and do those as two separate transactions just to make sure I got them both. And fortunately, I did. Um, I bring up the timing thing because after I saw that they weren't sold out, I went back through and tried to do a second order with the two of them together, trying to push my luck. And by then they had, they had, uh, uh sold out. So that, that wasn't necessarily an option that was, uh, uh, that was available to me. I mentioned this was back in September. Uh, this item arrived. Um, let me see if I can find my confirmation email here. Um, Thanks for your order. Oh, that was back in uh, on September 24th. I thought I just had this here. Um, thank you for shopping with us. Um, you're invited to share what you thought of this purchase. Oh man, I just I just saw an email from Target uh, dated uh, uh, Thursday, June 9th, uh, five days ago. Uh, Star Party, you're invited to share what you think of your purchase. I just now saw this email, so I'm uh, I'm gonna find that and fill that out later. <laughs> um, you kind of see where uh, where I could potentially be going with uh, with this conversation. So, um, so I ordered this figure back in September for a pre-order, and it's not unusual that it takes some time for uh, pre-orders to be fulfilled. That that's that's just kind of how how things go but target is notorious one for being late but then also for canceling pre-orders so like as folks in other countries and other parts of the country here in the US were starting to get their their boba fets there was some rumbling in the in the boba fett community about pre-orders being canceled. Um, my, uh, my friends in the GI Joe community know all about that and all of the issues that went with the Cobra Island releases. So 
whenever I saw rumblings of that, I would go back and check my pre-orders, and I was always fortunate that my pre-order wasn't canceled. Um, in fact, I just checked, and my Black Series um, is is um, my pre-order for the Black Series Boba Fett is still good. Anyhow, so this uh, this figure shows up in June, so that's September. October, November, January, February, March, April, May, June. Uh, that's eight months. So that that's not terrible. But the thing that, that's frustrating and interesting about store exclusives and store exclusive uh, pre-orders is if you are pre-ordering a action figure, why can't the retailer just continue to take pre-orders because theoretically the folks that are putting in pre-orders are saying they want that figure you know i want to buy this figure i want to pre-order it i want to pre-order it so i am sure that i get my copy of that's not exactly how that works and i i don't work in toy distribution and i don't know anyone that does but my guess based upon my my experience in the toy collecting fan community is that there are certain amounts of allocations of toys for different retailers so like in the example of this uh this boba fett being a target exclusive i'm sure there are certain amount of allocations for on-the-shelf retail and for their online store and for pre-orders. So what happened was is the, the allocation of figures pulled aside for pre-order, those were exhausted by the, by the toy collecting uh, community. Recently, before, uh, before I got mine in the mail you see sightings of them showing up in stores. I can't comment about other countries because like apparently I've learned that this this figure is well it's a target exclusive here in the United States, it's not in other countries. So other folks in other countries are getting this figure from places where Target doesn't exist. I don't know about that scene so I so I can't comment on it. But what I will say is that there were sightings of this figure in Target stores. Uh, specifically, uh, my buddy Alpha Magnus hit me up, and um, he knows I'm a fan of the FET, and he even tagged um, uh, Dan Larson, host of uh, Toy Galaxy, who is also a fan of the FET, and, uh, you know, the, the, the keeper of the Bubba set. Um, if, if you're not watching Toy Galaxy on YouTube, um, stop what you're doing. Stop watching me and go go watch him. His channel rules. And uh, and and he's a cool dude. Um, anyway, so he tagged us and found like three of these, six of these. I don't remember how many he found in the wild, but he found a bunch of them, cleared them off, uh, buying them for friends and or customs um, that he's going to do. And I I told him, I, I uh, when Alpha Magnus asked me if I wanted one, I politely declined because I, I went and checked my target pre-order and I saw that it was... Um, it was still, in fact, it had shipped. Not only had it not been canceled, but it had actually shipped. So I was like, mine is on the way and I'm, you know, thank you for thinking of me, but I don't need it. Uh, Dan also said, um, 
thanks, but no thanks. I don't actually like that deco. Um, which it, it's it's not for everybody. I like it because it matches the card, but it's yeah, it, it it's not my favorite version of of the Boba Fett costume. But uh, being somewhat of a completist, it uh it, it fits my set. Anyhow, so the figure arrives. It arrives in a box, and unfortunately, I didn't keep it. Otherwise, I would uh, uh, show it off here for you. But it sh it shows up in a box that is sufficiently large enough. Like when I got my uh, Cobra Island Cobra Trooper, it was in a box that looked like it had been formed around the figure. There was no wiggle room. On the other hand, the, the figure was protected, but there was also no like padding or whatever. Um, this one was a little different. It came in, uh, um, I think it had an air bubble. Uh, I think it had a, um, uh, you know, like one of those air balloon things and a box large enough to accommodate it. No problem. So I get it out and I look at it and I was like, wow, I really like how, how this uh, figure presents. Um, I like the card. It's got decent um, got decent card stock. The coin is a little soft for, for my taste, but that's fine. Um, I like the, uh, the depth of the bubble. Actually, that silhouette looks really cool. That's, that's very Boba Fett. That, that almost looks like, uh, how he looks on a uh, Bespin in Empire Strikes Back when he's getting ready to take Honda to Jabba the Hutt. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like, and, and the, the, uh, and, not, they're not instructions, but some kind of like disclaimer or something. I, I forget what these little slips of paper uh, read, but there there are other figures that this thing will be like in the side or on the top or something where it actually interferes and impedes the presentation of the figure. But having this on on the bottom looks really cool. I, I you know, it, it since it's a thing that I guess has to exist, then I guess that's. That, that, that's what we're doing, I suppose. Um, so anyway, um, so I get this figure and, and I'm very pleased with it. It's in, it's in great condition. The figure looks good. I'm very happy with my pre-order purchase. And then I turn it over. The hell is this? So I flip the card over and on the back of it, there's, there's this um, uh, sticker plastered diagonally across the back. It's not a big sticker. It's like, I don't know what, two inches by a half inch, an inch, something like that. It's, it's relatively small, but it is across the back of the card. And I'm very frustrated about that because, um, well, it's, I'm just frustrated. I don't like it. So I, um, I, I look at this, I, I'm presenting the, 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 the figure to my wife. She's like, Hey, it looks cool. And I, and, and she saw me have that WTF moment. And the first thing she says is, um, you're going to complain, right? And usually I'm better at just being mad. And, and I was like, Oh, it didn't occur to me to actually complain. Um, I just, I just want to be mad about it. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. So I uh, first I, I took a took a, a photo of the back of the card with the sticker on it. You probably saw me uh, posting on Twitter about it. I think a couple of you have uh, had commented on it at the time. And my tweet 
was uh, was relatively simple. Oh, where did it go? Did I did I lose it? Oh, okay, there we go. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm. I, I'm doing a couple different things at the same time here, and I lost uh, I lost the thread for a sec. Um, hang on, let me find this from Target. So I, I tweeted at Target, and it's just a it's just a picture of me holding up the card, and I tweeted, "Come on, at Target, what are you doing? Throwing random stickers on the back of exclusive collectibles is not a great look." So I didn't complain to Target directly. I put it out on Twitter and tagged Target. A little passive aggressive, but I guess I was just trying to be economical with my time. So I get a response from uh, Ask Target. In fact, actually, I'm going to check the time code on this. I sent this at 10.37 a.m. and at 10.48, so I mean... 10 minutes later. Uh, so shout out to Ask Target for jumping on that uh, with the quickness. But Ask Target uh, responds, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We want to make sure this feedback is heard by the leadership team. Will you please, will you please private message us with your full name, email, and the purchase information? Thank you. So I do that. And what I do is I, I sent this tweet back to Ask Target as a DM. And I write, hey there, I was directed to send Target more information about my order. I am frustrated that there's a sticker on the back of your exclusive collectible. My name is, my email address is, my order number is. So I get a response from that about 10 minutes later. Hello, Mike. We apologize you are frustrated with this order. We are unable to see the attachment. Can you please provide more details? David. First of all, saying we apologize you are frustrated is not an apology. Um, that's the equivalent of uh, somebody telling you that they're um, upset with you. And your response is, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not an apology, <laughs> um, but uh, we are apo we apologize. You are frustrated with this order. Um, so I forward them my original tweet again, where it says, "Come on, Target, what are you doing?" And then I append the original photo that I took, separated from the tweet, and send that to them. About a half hour later, hello, Mike. We cannot view links. I do apologize for the inconvenience. Can you please email the photo to guest.services at target.com? Please put this reference number in the subject line. And they give me a reference number. We look forward to assisting you with this issue. Thank you. That from Sherry. So first person was David. Now I'm dealing with Sherry. So thinking that, okay, fine. I, I don't know why they can't view links. Maybe they have like an IT thing that prevents them from doing so. I don't really care, but I guess I can understand where they're coming from. So I send them the picture again, you know, with no links. Um, and I write captioning, I, I will send you an email also, but I did post the photo here. About a half hour after that, 
Hello, Mike. You see a pattern? Uh, hello, Mike. Thank you for sharing this information with us. We would like to apologize for this, and we understand how frustrating this may be. We will be sure to have this feedback shared with our team so it can be properly reviewed. If you have any additional questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out at any time. Thanks again, Brandon. Well, let's go, Brandon. Um, so, yeah, so now I, I have added Brandon to my infinity gauntlet of target folks I have dealt with, and I'm sure these are all robots. I've got a Brandon, I've got a Sherry, I've got a David. So I read all of this stuff out loud to my wife before I go to work. And she's like, ask, uh, ask them what, ask them for a replacement. What can they do for you? And I'm like, okay, I've got my phone in my hand. Beep, bop, boop. What can you do for me? Can I get a replacement? So then an hour later, I get a response. Hi, Mike. If you would like a replacement, you will need to return the item within 90 days of the date it was purchased via mail. We would like to share steps on how to fix an issue via your target.com account. Please see the steps below. If you have further questions, please feel free to reach back out. We appreciate you being a valued target guest and have a wonderful day. This time, not co-signed by anybody. No Brandon, no Sherry, no David. So I'm assuming this is also a robot. So it gives me the steps on what I need to do. And as of this recording, I have done none of these steps. So step one, sign into your target, sign into your account using the target app. From the profile tab, select purchases. There are 13 steps. And um, I'm not going to read all of these. Basically, it's like you go into the app, you select your order, you select that you want to fix an issue. Then they ask you what's wrong with the item. Then you have to select what's wrong with the item. And then you have to tell them what you want, whether you want a replacement or a refund. Oh, let me jump to step nine. Select one of the following from a find a solution section replacement dash subject to availability or return for a refund refunded to your payment method. So I have a number of problems. So what they want me to do is take my target exclusive sold out Boba Fett, throw it in a box and return it in the hopes that they could possibly return one to me without the shipping sticker on it by shipping it to me. But oh, wait a sec, returns are subject to availability. Motherfucker, this is not available. I just checked on target.com, the pre-orders are sold out, this item is sold out, you cannot order it from target.com. What you can do though, is like my buddy Alpha Magnus did, and go to a target store, where these are showing up on shelves, but I don't know if they're sold out. So for my own amusement, I went to my local Target. I, I have two of them close to me. I popped into both just for my amusement. They do not have these. If they did, 
If they did, if I found one of these in the wild, what I would do is I would buy it and then return the one with the sticker and then call it even. And, and then I would have one without a sticker. So I realize now in this telling of the story that I got way ahead of myself and I should have talked about earlier what the response on Twitter I got. And um, a lot of my friends responded and some of the responses were, were tongue in cheek. So, so I take them in the spirit that they were given. I'm a box collector. I, I collect toys for the aesthetic of the packaging. And especially as I'm going to talk about later with some of these other uh, three and three quarter inch figures, for me, the appeal of this type of uh, collectible, this type of toy is the sealed on the bubble aesthetic. So I got a number of responses saying, well, take it out of the package. Problem solved. Or like, you know, variations of, oh, you can just take it out of the package. And they're absolutely right. I guess my point, and as I mentioned before, I have full and complete awareness that this is a first world problem. But I shouldn't have to do that to solve my problem. I also, to folks that I, I shared this with, I, I took this to work and I showed it to a couple folks I work with and and their solution is you know what that sticker will come right off and I got a number of uh, solutions to that on Twitter as well um you know uh, a variety of solutions including like a hair dryer or rubbing alcohol or the or the uh, toy ploy method of uh, of lighter fluid um all of which are fine all also I can tell by the the this sticker that it's kind of softly on there. I could probably peel it off. I might peel it off. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. But my point, though, is I shouldn't have to. This is a Target-exclusive collectible action figure. And I'm frustrated that Target doesn't treat it as such. I know it's not a high-end collectible. It's 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 you know, not a well. I guess Funko Pops are are, are cheaper. As I mentioned previously, I, I'm going to talk about price points a lot in uh, in this uh, um, in this video, and so let me making sure I have it correctly. This figure retail price is $15.99. I paid $5.99 shipping on it, and since I'm in Washington State, charged me uh, $1.61 for taxes. So out the door, this cost me $24.20. Not a lot, but expensive enough to where I think it's reasonable for me to expect not a sticker on the back. Now, it could be worse. It could be like some of the nightmares that, that uh, my friends have seen with their Amazon purchases. Like, you know, we, we saw pictures uh, last year of the Amazon exclusive uh, Dirge and Ramjet uh, with stickers like on the box. Um, and and that, that was even more ex expensive than this guy. But I, I don't know. I... I, I I know it's a first world problem. I know that I'm that I'm getting uh, worked up over something trivial. But like I like I said, really bugs me. 
really, really bothers me. So right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I do know if I return it, it's a dead end. I will never see this figure again. So I guess I can return it for a refund, but I want the damn figure. And I want one that doesn't have a damn sticker on the back. So um, I, I guess that's the end of my rant. I, I will... Uh, I, I, I will I, I will keep you all uh, in, informed. So uh, before I move on to uh, the next item up for bids, there's no items for bids, but um, I, I want to open up to the uh, the chat here. Um, so uh, um, James from uh, Distance Nerding uh, pointed out, uh, before we get into the other toys, uh, he asked me if I'm going to get the Optimus Prime Lego. I am not. Um, I'm not a Lego guy, so it's, it's, it's just off my radar. Um, but from what I understand, it's a great toy and folks like it. Uh, the kind of lack of, uh, waist articulation, I think is kind of a problem for some folks, uh, with, with regards to posing, but yeah, no, I, you know, I, I have a, I have a Bandai Boba Fett. A model kit that I got for Christmas and I still have yet to put it together. And I think that's all you got to do is snap it together. It's like, like, like a Gundam, you know, I think all you got to do is just put it together. And I, I, I don't do puzzles. I don't really do models. Um, so, and unfortunately that means I don't do Lego, but, but again, that I, I, I am happy that Lego Optimus Prime exists. It's one of those things that I don't know if we ever thought we were going to see. Um, and if they start doing other characters, I think that's great, too. Also, I, I think it's rad that the thing transforms. How is it that you can have, like, a Lego Optimus Prime that you have to build out of Legos? And incidentally, my dude Ryan King uh, did a uh, stop-motion video where basically he puts the thing together and he stop motions it to where it's like in 30 seconds or something like that. I don't know how long it actually took him, but, um, but yeah, looks great. It's a cool thing. I'm, um, just not for me. Call me back when they do a Lego sound wave. Um, then my convictions would be tested. I don't have a whole lot of Optimus Prime in my, in my collection. Um, but yeah, like I said, call me, call me back when, um, uh, when we, uh, when we got um, some more uh, sound wave representation, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, so a couple folks uh, commenting about the uh, Boba Fett, um, like the coin and the animation. My my buddy uh, Chris Wheeler uh, from uh, from middle school said, "Oh man, I remember that show." Um, and oh, speaking of, Alpha Magnus has joined the chat. Um, uh, let's see. Unbox your face. And uh, there were 12, uh, six R2-D2s, six Boba Fetts. Um, yeah, womp womp. Um, I've been raw-dogging Target with this stuff. I can't believe we're still doing this. It's always exclusives. Now, here's the thing, too. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I can uncork store exclusives here because the other thing, I guess, to underscore, Target doesn't care. They don't care that, that they're marketing this as an exclusive collectible or whatever, or that it has a dumb sticker on it. All they care is their their exclusive 
uh, partnership uh, with Hasbro. Alpha Magnus continues in the chat. They uh, they constantly have coupons like buy a hundred dollars to get twenty dollars back. I will buy them all at different stores and wait until I hit a hundred bucks, return it all, and immediately buy at one store. Um, Oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, Amazon exclusive Conehead two pack came with a huge unremovable uh, sticker and uh, and somebody asked they'll see if they have any more. So anyway, so that so that's that's the Ballad of Boba Fett. But the thing that I forgot and I, I apologize, I, I got uh, I got discombobulated. What I wanted to show you was how this figure compares with his vintage counterpart, and I happen to have a vintage droids uh, Boba Fett, and a couple a couple bits of disclosure about this uh, about which which hand am I holding here about about this uh, this vintage Boba Fett. So first of all, it's got the well. Sorry, let me start over. I discombobulated again. So this uh, this vintage Boba Fett is indeed a vintage figure with a vintage coin, but this is not uh, the original mint on card. This card and the this presentation of it is a replica. Um, it's a replica card with vintage toys on it. So this is a it's an item that I bought, gosh, over 10 years ago. Um, Maybe even closer to fifteen, if I if I think about it. Um, and basically, the seller that I got it from was making reproduction original cards, and then packaging them with vintage figures that were specifically not in mint condition, and also ones to kind of emulate super rare ones. Like he, uh, uh, they had a Jawa with a with a vinyl cape, which is, you know, one one of the you know holiest grails, but it was meant to be a reproduction for uh folks that, that couldn't um uh who couldn't find those. It's a holy grail. Why am I explaining this too much? Anyway, so I have it in this in this uh um uh clamshell package, but I'm gonna crack it open here. I, I was looking at it earlier. It's since it is a reproduction, it's not really a super big deal. But I think like if I show it to you here, um, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So basically what had happened is that this the, the seller took the vintage Boba Fett figure, which you probably can't see on camera either because you're listening on a podcast or because there's too much glare from the light on the live stream. Either way, you can't really see it, but there is some pretty significant paint scuffing on his chest and face. And it's a, this figure is nowhere near mint condition, which I kind of like because that makes sure that this isn't trying to like pass for a mint on card droids Boba Fett from back in the day. So it's it's a reproduction card, vintage figure. He does have the correct gun and they figured out how to seal it onto this cardboard. But the one of the things that I wanted to show was I talked about the coin earlier. And that that was the thread I kind of missed. So this is not going to work, but 
Um, as you might be able to see on the video, it doesn't it doesn't focus on the details of the coin very well. But as you can see, possibly the details are very soft. And you can see that it's a Boba Fett, and you can see that he's hanging out by the sail barge, but the details are really soft. But on this uh, uh, reproduction card, it has a vintage coin, and as, again, you might be... Oh, that's a good focus. You can see that the details are far more crisp and sharp. What I think they did for this reproduction coin is they took an original coin and made a new mold from it. That's why the details are so damn soft in that. Um, this looks like, like it's chocolate, like it's candy. Actually, it might be candy, and I'll never know because I'll never take it out of the package. I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, so um, I just, since I had it, I, I, I wanted to kind of show these off side by side just so you can kind of see um kind of kind of see what they they look like but um so i've always had an affection for this um uh this particular figure this particular card so i was really excited to get this uh, uh this new one in vintage collection i was not excited to get a giant sticker on uh the back but outside of that i mean it oh and, and the and the reproduction uh, card back has no sticker on it. I, and you can't quite see it here, but like in the, um, in the reproduction card, they added a line that's like, Hey man, this is, this is a reproduction. It's, um, oh, where do I see it here? My eyes are getting bad, but anyway, it says like in very tight, um, tiny print this is a reproduction not not the real thing so um pay attention if you see one of these out on ebay but all right i think i'm done talking about uh target boba fett for uh for a few um so from there i had uh i had mentioned and you probably saw me posting it on social media you're already going to see what's what's in the box but i got a the first of probably a couple boxes from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, recently, they had their um, oh, what did they call it? Uh, Pulse PowerCon? No, PowerCon is something else entirely. Um, uh, Hasbro Pulse Power Days sale, where they were offering uh, forty percent off uh, orders of seventy-five dollars or more. So I took advantage of that. In fact, it's funny. I want to tell you a story um, about how me and my friend at work enable us in the wrong way. So I I see I see the email about this Hasbro Pulse sale. And I go to my friend at work who uh, who we have since enabled each other in uh, in uh, toy buying. I, I kind of blame him for some of my reinvigoration, um, certainly in three and three quarter inch scale, um, to an extent, uh, getting back into GI Joe to uh, to an extent, and yeah, just anyway, we're we're, we're bad influences on each other. Um, hoping to have him on the show at some point to talk about New York Ninja, but that's a that's a that, that's a different podcast for a different day. Um, so anyway, I tell him about the sale, and he's like, "What is this?" 
and he he sees an item he wants, and it's the um, uh, the Mandalorian Monopoly, and it comes with a, a retro collection stormtrooper, uh, which is a figure that he wanted but didn't necessarily want to pay full price for the game. I was like, well, tell you what. I have some stuff that I'm going to buy from Hasbro Pulse. If you want me to buy it for you, I will. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. That would be great. That would be great. And then I start shopping through the sale. The sale was already underway and a lot of stuff was already sold out. But I, um, let's just say I got to $75 very quickly. I didn't need a $50 Monopoly game to get me there. Um, so... Over the course, I'll, uh, I'll I'll share with you some of the other stuff that I bought, um, aside from the two items that I got here today. Um, incidentally, if you did buy stuff from Hasbro Pulse during the the Power Days sale, um, there there's now a notification at the top banner of Hasbro Pulse that says, due to the high demand of the Pulse Power Days sales, uh, some shipping might be delayed. So. I've seen some chatter on Twitter about uh, folks asking what they've got. Um, and generally, um, generally Hasbro Pulse will ship stuff out in pieces. Um, so I'm not surprised that some of the order was fulfilled and not all of it. No big deal. Uh, but anyway, I got I got a couple of, uh, of the items to share here with you now. And but... Um, so, so back to my buddy, he, uh, I, I tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm already at 75 bucks. I don't, I don't even need, I don't even need to buy you that game. And I go over, uh, to his desk and I start shopping with him. And, and one of the, odd, I'm telling this story backwards. Why don't I just show you what I bought? So the first item in, uh, in my box here is the um I don't I don't know what they're calling this specifically if it has a special name but this is a uh the GI Joe Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow O-ring 2 pack and it's a well it's a it's a 2 pack of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes I'm going to crack this open in just a sec but I'm telling my buddy at work he bought this um he bought this uh set previously and I passed on it. And the reason why I passed on it is because while I am a huge fan of Snake Eyes, I also like Storm Shadow, but I'm not the hugest Storm Shadow fan. Um, when, uh, when I was a kid, I had a, had a friend of mine. And when we would play Joe's, um, I would always be Snake Eyes and he would always be Storm Shadow. So for me, even as at a very young age, I always associated with Snake Eyes was my guy and Storm Shadow was not my guy. So um, there, there's, you know, there's, I guess, luggage, baggage, whatever, uh, with regards to the Storm Shadow character. But obviously I have affection uh, for Storm Shadow also based on his connection to Snake Eyes. But I didn't buy this set because I didn't want to dip my toe into the new um, vintage retro 
O-ring set that they're doing for G.I. Joe. It's it's too steep of a cliff for uh, um, for what I want to get into. Like, I didn't back the Sky Striker. I didn't buy the the uh, Cobra Trooper and Officer 2 back. And I'm not buying Duke and Cobra Commander. I just, I don't, I, I don't have room in my collection uh, for uh, for these guys. But you give them to me at 40% off, suddenly these are way more enticing. And that's exactly what happened. So the theme for the entirety of my purchases for the Hasbro Pulse Days Power, Power Days sale um, was stuff that I passed on that I kind of want, um, where basically like the price determined my enthusiasm for that figure. So um, anyway, so as well as some other legislation about why I didn't buy this specifically, um, the the uh, pictures, well, actually, let's start with the card art. So this box art, which does have two figures in here, and I'll take them out in just a sec, has, um, has a picture of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and they're fighting. Storm Shadow is depicted in his version one outfit where he's the Cobra Ninja clad in white. And he's fighting against Snake Eyes, who is in his classic traditional version two outfit, the one that most folks associate with Snake Eyes. He's got the uh, the curved ninja sword. I don't know what that sword is called. It's not whatever it's called in that movie. Um, but anyway, he, he has a very distinctive sword and it's the black costume with the grenades over, over the side. And most importantly, his distinctive and iconic visor, um, where it's got like the, the ridges in it. Um, and so, so that, that is the version of snake eyes that, I like the most, and that's the version of Snake Eyes that I collect. I don't have a lot of uh, affection or room in my collection for version one Snake Eyes, and that's what's in the box here. So this two-pack is, um, it's version one Storm Shadow versus version one Snake Eyes, but that's not what's depicted here on the package. So for me, that's a problem. The other problem, which I did not realize until my friend bought this set, on Hasbro Pulse, it's depicted as... Actually, I'm going to... I'm doing this backwards. Sorry, I'm going to set this down. I didn't buy this set, and again... This entire live stream is about how pedantic I am. You just heard me talk about a, a sticker on the back of a card ruining my day. The reason why I didn't buy this set is because the pictures on Hasbro Pulse had, had Snake Eyes depicted with the wrong weapons. He has a backpack and a, and an Uzi and a sword 
that don't belong with that version of the character. They belong with the version three version of uh, Snake Eyes, which to me, version three Snake Eyes is criminally underrated. That's the one where he's got like the silver sunglasses and the knives across his chest and like the three knuckled nunchuck things. Not this at all. Not what's in the package and not what's on here. So I was like, those weapons don't even go to him. I this is this is nonsense. I'm not buying this. Don't have room for it in my collection. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. So then my buddy from work gets this in the mail and brings it to work and decides to unbox it for me. And which I'm gonna do for you right now. See, now I'm back on track in the way I want to tell the story. So I'll pop the top off of this and incidentally. Can anybody tell me how to free a cardboard tab from a box without bending it in the middle? Because my friend and I both have had this set and we cannot figure out how to unbox this damn thing. And like my Black Series Boba Fett has, has that same dent in it because you've seen me unbox it in a video. Um, a bunch of my Transformers have it. And to me, this seems like an unavoidable bit of damage. Not very great for box collectors. But anyway, so this flap comes off and then inside are two carded figures, which we're gonna take a look, see here now. I'm gonna set that box off to the side. And in here you have Storm Shadow on the card and you have Snake Eyes on the card. Now, what's interesting about these figures is very similar to that Boba Fett that I showed you earlier. It's vintage collection where it's kind of a reproduction replica, sort of, but with like contemporary styling like like this the the boba fett not to bring him back up but has like all kinds of like articulation and it has it, it's a contemporary figure on a retro style card these figures for gi joe they're going a completely different direction um storm shadow storm shadow is uh from as near as i can tell it's the it's a recast of the original mold and this package looks as close to the original as possible um i got into a discussion with uh with my with my buddy at work about this uh, uh corner thing about the swivel arm battle grip i don't think that there was ever a straight arm storm shadow he was like like a 1984 figure um and all my Joe friends, please feel free and sharpshoot me. I don't have the depth of knowledge of G.I. Joe that I might say about, like, say, Transformers. Um, it, it is just kind of funny when I do talk about G.I. Joe. I have a lot of affection for G.I. Joe, but I can tell that I'm not as connected to that community as I am Transformers, especially now. Anyway, anyway, um, these cards look terrific it's a it's a reproduction of the original card with the original card art and um the figure is on a blister card very similar to the original but it does something a little different the card is a little or i'm sorry the blister the plastic blister on the card is a little bigger than the original and as you can see there's quite a bit of room for that, for the for the figure to sit inside that bubble, classic Joes were flush 
um, as as flat against the card as possible. So it's interesting the way it's set this way. And, it, and if you look at Storm Shadow's arms, you can see how they're put out slightly. Uh, Snake Eyes has the same thing. But the figure takes up a little more space in, in a much larger bubble. The thing that's cool about it, though, is that this... The bubble comes out enough where... I can't move the camera, but oh, oh, I know what I can do. I can set it on a surface. So, um, so the bubble is large enough for the figure to stand um, unaided, which I think is really, really cool. And I feel like the design team constructed it that way for people like me that, that are specific box collectors. I am buying these for the packaging, the um, the blister, the the card art, and the 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 entire aesthetic of the whole thing. Uh, the cardstock is really good. It's um, it's not super thick, but it's um, it doesn't feel cheap either. Um, so it's it, it's like it's like a good uh, middle ground. Um, but but the figure looks really great in the bubble, so I'll set Storm Shadow off to the side, and I'm going to bring up Snake Eyes, and he looks very similar to how he did in the original um, 1982 uh, card. He does have uh, a swivel arm, so he doesn't have a straight arm like like the original figure, but that's fine because they redid that figure with a with swivel arm battle grip later anyway so it's not specifically inaccurate one thing that is kind of inaccurate for like a ret retro reproduction is again it has the very large bubble and the since the bubble on the blister card is so big it makes his lack of weapons look very very small because all he has is a little ammo box which I don't know is is a man bag or a purse or binoculars or something. I, I think I think it's some kind of munitions belt. And then his teeny tiny Uzi. And that's all that's in here in the card. So when my friend presented it to me, I was like, wait, what the hell? I didn't buy this initially because he's got like the wrong sword and stuff. Where's all that? So I really thought. I, I, I'm a real bonehead sometimes. I really thought that this figure was going to be packaged with all of the wrong accessories. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. <laughs> so anyway, so that so that's what's going on with this guy. And again, it looks really cool. Um, I'm going to display these guys outside of the box. I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. I don't maybe set it up somewhere else or, oh, I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to, I'm going to set it on its side and then, I, no, that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. I was thinking I was going to do something where I was going to like set the two carded figures Eh, it's got a little bit bend to it. But anyway, I was going to set the two carded figures on top of the box. That's not going to happen. So anyway, where are the extra weapons? Turns out, underneath... And again, I do not understand the logistics of this packaging at all. So there's the thing with the art on it. The, the, two, uh, the two figures fit inside. But then there's another... Um, 
I don't know, another bit of cardboard that's underneath it. I, d I don't understand how this works, but it's separate from the main package. It's like taped and attached to the bottom. Um, again, maybe I need to reach out to some of my friends in the Joe community to help me understand how this packaging works because I don't get it. But I'm going to try to open it from the side here. And I realize that there's tape there and I don't have scissors on me. Well, this is incredibly embarrassing. So here's what I'm going to do, kids. I'm going to walk away for a second. You can leave. You can go to the bathroom or whatever. But I'm going to go grab a pair of scissors because I think I'm going to need it for the next thing. I will be right back. Don't go nowhere. Or do go somewhere, but come back. Bye! Okay, so I am back and I have uh, I have my scissors. So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to approach it from the side here. Um, oh, is this, is this pair of scissors not, is it too thick? Okay, let's see if I can. And I'm going to cut this as close to the microphone, too, so that uh, you get a, for you uh, ASMR heads, get uh, get a little bit of, like, extra ambience there. There we go. Okay, so I got a little cut in that side there. Uh, open up the flap, and inside, I already know what's inside because I've seen one of these unopened, uh, unboxed already. So anyway, so... You pull that out there and you see the paper. Okay, I'm gonna take a sec. What what is what is this piece of paper? Oh, it's it's warnings. Uh warning choking hazard. Small parts not for children under three. So it just it's just uh it's just a choking hazard, I guess, and it's in like 38 different languages. So that's in there, but what's cool about it is that this slip of paper is part of the box set and and not within the individual cards so like with boba fett here that's that's at the bottom of this um bottom of the of the card and package but like with neither storm shadow nor snake eyes neither of them have the card in it uh, or have the uh, uh the paper in it for for the choking hazard which is cool i'm sure that's a legal thing but anyway so what is in there Two little bits of uh, tissue paper. Now, as we know, Hasbro is trying to minimize their plastic usage. Um, whole other debate and discussion about, you know, what's going to happen to these types of figures. They're probably going to go away. Um, uh, so stuff like this is going to go by the wayside because at a time where Hasbro is trying to not use plastic, a lot of their packages use plastic. So different debate for a different time, but one of the things that they do is that they'll they'll package little things in tissue. So there's a little bit of uh, tape here and I'm just going to rip this up. And again, I, I have a bag of weapons for, for uh, again, the, the ASMR folks. So taking this out in my hand you see a bunch of weapons and there's there's a stand a sword a backpack 
a big Uzi that's silver and a small Uzi that's black. So these are the extra weapons for Snake Eyes that I was so irritated about that they come with. They come separately in a plastic bag. I mean, I'm sorry, in a, in a paper tissue. They're take them or leave them. It's, it, it's no big deal. Um, so it, it's, again, it's just kind of funny the things that I choose to be uh, worked up about. So in the other package, I'm assuming that this is Storm Shadow stuff. Um, ooh, this one is not coming apart as easily. Come on, paper. It's just paper. Just freaking rip it, dude. Oh, I did just rip it, ironically enough. Okay, well, let's, let's see what's in Storm Shadows. A stand and two sets of nunchucks. See, look at me. I'm Storm Shadow. I got I got, I got two sets of two sets of numclucks. So all of those are bonus weapons that come as part of this two pack, and that's that's the model that Hasbro is doing with these two pack of uh, new O-ring figures. So, like for example, the uh, Cobra Trooper and Cobra, Cobra Officer 2-pack, those come with, like, all kinds of different weapons. They didn't come with, like, like a bazooka and a, and a mortar launcher, grenade launcher thing, and I think, like, a couple extra sets of guns. Um, so, so that's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's extra bonus. Um, but I really thought that they were going to be crowded in in the in the blister card which now that i have it all here is um is ridiculous and um so once my friend at work got them um opened up the opened up the things and his sensibilities are very similar to mine like he has a wall of star wars retro collection um, at home, and then he added these Joes uh, to that same display. Um, I'm not going to open these. I'm never going to open them. The figures look great, but for me, the appeal is in the entirety of the presentation. So if I take the figure off the card, what the hell am I going to do with the card? Throw it away? Um, and, and that's, you know, we all have our, our collections. Mine is, I like the box art. So I, ha I have a lot of stuff that, that, that's mint on card. Um, and my philosophy has always been, if I want a, if I want one to play with, I will buy a second one. So sometimes I do that more often than not, I don't. I've spent a good number of years with my collection, not playing with my toys. You know, it's like I um, I had a sizable collection of the Star Wars Power of the Force 2 line uh, from the 90s. Those were all mint on card. And when I moved, I sold them for pennies on the dollar just to be rid of them. Um, you know, it's like, you know, taste change and uh, interests shift. So I, I, I found myself not so much interested in Star Wars and certainly not interested in that line. Um, but anyway, like, but, but that's an example of toys that I had for 
approaching 20 years that I never opened. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that's mint on card that um, that I haven't opened and I won't open. It's again, it's just my sensibility. Now, recently, you know, getting into like Star Wars Black Series or like uh, the the current Transformers Generation line, uh, the Studio Series 86. The cool thing about those is those are in boxes. I can open the box, which is new for me. That that's a new philosophy. That like, oh wait a sec, I can actually open up the toy and mess around with it, but then also display it in the package in the box. I don't want to necessarily derail this conversation by talking too much about packaging, but it, it is something that that's forefront in my mind. I have some particular gripes with the Transformers Legacy packaging and how that doesn't really work very well for display, but like the card, but the box art is really good. So what do you do with the boxes? That kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so bringing this all the way back around to the uh, Hasbro Pulse Power Days sale, I've my buddy wants to buy this Mandalorian Monopoly game so that he can get the Retro Collection Stormtrooper for his Retro Collection set that he's got tacked up on his wall, um, all mint on card. And I go through and I I find a couple things very quickly, and I get to $75 to activate the 40% off very quickly. <laughs> um, and one of the things, one of the first things I found actually was this box set. I passed on it before 40% off. I'm going to take it. So I go back to his desk and I'm like, Hey friend, um, you know, those GI Joes you got. Yeah. And you know how you were talking about, um, you know, uh, not wanting to open them cause you got them on. Yeah. Um, this is part of the sale. He's like, really? I was like, well, if you buy this in addition to the Monopoly, you're at 75 and you get your 40% off. And he looks at me indignantly and frustrated. He puts it in his cart and he's happy with his purchase. So so that's that's what he did. So I bought a set so that I can keep it mint on card. I almost bought a second set, but I decided not to because, again, even this already is kind of like a weird orphan in uh, in my collection. I bought it because of the price. My friend, on the other hand, bought himself a second set and now has them loose. And since I'm here at work, don't I, I hope he's not watching, but I uh before I came in here, I may or may not have stopped by his desk and I may not or may not have borrowed his uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. So and I want to talk about these figures a little bit because there there's there, there there's some interesting things with them. And again, these are probably things that I would be more aware of if I was more connected with the G.I. Joe community. Which, as I said, I'm I'm not as much. Ironically enough, I'm talking about GI Joes, but I want to I want to talk about um, 
Well, actually, I want to talk about Storm Shadow first. So first of all, the he's displayed here with his nunchucks and his backpack that has the two swords and the um, uh, bow and arrow. Um, his backpack is a, a quiver full of uh, non-removable arrows. Very sleek, very subtle. So this figure behaves exactly the way that you would want a classic G.I. Joe. He's got several points of articulation, including at his um, knees and at the uh, thigh. Uh, the waist swivel comes courtesy of that distinctive O-ring, which is literally... So when I talk about O-ring... The O-ring is literally a, a rubber gasket that attaches to the inside of the... There's a peg on the inside of the torso of the figure and that connects to a hook inside the crotch of the figure. I don't know what else to call it. The abdomen, I guess. But basically, it's there's a hook inside the crotch and that allows this uh, extra degree of mobility and posability there at the waist. It's It's... It's ingenious, and I don't think even now I've seen anything that duplicates that as well. Um, and so the legs are uh, basically the hook inside the crotch is like a T uh, where it's like a hook, and then it splits out, and then the the uh, the legs and thighs connect to the inside. I don't know why I'm doing a whole clinic on the, the structure of G.I. Joe, but... Um, but anyway, that that's that's what makes these O-ring figures work, and what makes them so awesome. Um, you also have um, a ball joint, a shoulder joint. Um, the uh, he's got a bend at the elbow, and then of course at the bicep, you have the the um, swivel arm battle grip. So. Um, and then he's got a, um, some neck articulation. You can turn his head back and forth. So he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve, thirteen points of articulation, I guess, if I if I'm counting that correctly. But the thing that I want to talk about is that um, with these new O-ring figures for GI Joe, they're they're not complete reproductions of the original figures. And let me see if I can explain that. First of all, the plastic feels very different. You can't necessarily see it here in the video, but there is, uh, so Storm Shadow is, is all white, um, except for, you know, his, his exposed skin and his, uh, um, belts for his accessories. But it's, um, it has a matte finish to it, and it has a not a textured feel to it. I, I don't think that's the the right um, right way to describe it, but it feels not rough, not textured. That's the the, the word is escaping me. But basically, like the original GI Joes, a lot of them were smooth and glossy. This figure is not smooth, it's not glossy, and it has it has a matte finish that makes it look very, well, not very different, but makes it distinctive from the original. And so I, I would imagine that it's just a different type of plastic. I like it. I think it looks really cool. And um, 
so so this is so this is obviously the the one out of the package but even inside the bubble i i can see that matte texture and it looks really cool but there there are some um differences one on the back of his thigh there's a um there's a some kind of stamp um and and that's usual of of hasbro figures like all of my transformers have that on there i think it's just it's a hasbro thing i guess i don't know but as near as i can tell everything about this figure and i don't have a vintage version one storm shadow here i have one in my toy box or my my bin that's in the bottom of my closet i know i have one of these um but as near as i can tell this is the exact same figure just recast in in new contemporary plastic there's no change to the to the 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 deco or the sculpting or anything that this is the same figure as near as i can tell uh one thing that is interesting about uh the different paint applications though is if you look at the shoulders the rivets are painted uh they're painted white and then the um his elbow joint is painted um, flesh color, his flesh color. Um, in the original figures, these were all silver. And I liked that aesthetic. And, you know, so when they started doing like reissues of these figures uh, a while ago, when they did like some other G.I. Joes, there was something different about them that I couldn't put my finger on until now, until like I've got one like in hand and have really spent a lot of time with. It's the painted rivets. It makes it different enough and it's kind of kind of interesting and kind of weird. Uh, but anyway, so there's Storm Shadow. I'm going to set him off to the side. And now I want to bring in Snake Eyes, who, um, and again, my uh, my friends got him uh, with all of his weapons. Th this this Snake Eyes is ready ready for combat. Uh, he, he's got both of his small Uzis in his hand, so he's got a handful of Uzis. He is too Uzi, too furious. Um, he's also got the the uh his little weapons box slung over his shoulder and um let me bring it out here so since this this uzi that goes with the version three snake eyes it has a hook on the back of it and he asked me he's like what the heck am i supposed to do with that i was like well if you had version three snake eyes, you would have the 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 three section nunchucks and you could hook on the back of the nunchuck to the Uzi. And he's like, why would you do that? I don't know, because it's cool. Um, I mean, because that that's the way I did it. Basically, I like I hooked the gun onto the nunchucks and put the nunchuck in his hand. So it looks like he's nunchucking an Uzi. It makes no damn sense. But anyway, I guess that's what that hook is for. Um, I, I don't know how it stores. So anyway, so he's got hooked on the thing. He's wearing a backpack. Now, version one Snake Eyes didn't come with a backpack. I think that's why they gave him the version three bonus weapons here. And it's got, um, got the sword in there. But the thing that's interesting about this figure is that it shares the same matte finishing as Storm Shadow. And in the all black Again, the the camera does not get it to present very well, but with this matte finish, it looks really, 
really, really cool. Um, I was never really a fan of version one Snake Eyes. I didn't really go for the commando look, as I've already said. I'm 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 a version two guy with with the goggles and all that other stuff. But seeing this figure with that matte um, that matte style, um, I don't know what else to call it, but the the the, the matte finish, I guess again makes makes it look really really cool and i've got some light glare over here i don't i don't know what the problem is give me one sec i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can make some adjustments maybe that's a little bit better but now it won't focus because it's focusing on my face video problems anyway um the the matte finish on this on this uh version one snake eyes looks really cool and it's given me a whole new appreciation for um, uh, how how this figure uh, presents and and really this version of the character. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to shove it in there. Um, it's a little better. Um, Apollo asks. Oh, hey, welcome to the chat. Um, hey, Apollo. Good to uh, good to see you hanging out um, with us here. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that's so that is version one Snake Eyes. I'm gonna set this down, and I'm gonna try not to uh, break him because he's he's not mine. But again, it looks looks so damn cool in uh, in the packaging. Actually, I think this shot shows off uh, the matte finish a little better rather than shoving the loose figure um, in your face. So that's that that's the first thing that came in my box. The second thing that came in um, in my make sure I got checks notes, make sure I got the name right. Uh, my Hasbro Pulse Power Days sale box is Snake Eyes again. More Snake Eyes, more Furious. Two Snake, two Furious. So this is, so we go from the three and three quarter inch uh, retro O-ring line to the uh, more contemporary six inch scale G.I. Joe classified series. And this is Snake Eyes in Timber, the Alpha Commandos. And um, so it's, um, it is a contemporary rendition of version one Snake Eyes, but he also comes with his woof. He's uh, he, he's got got his buddy Timber, and um, and yeah, that this this is a set that I thought was really cool at the time. And I passed on it. One, because of the price. It was a little more expensive than than what I was looking for at a time where I think I had a bunch of Studio Series 86 figures on pre-order and some other stuff. I, I was basically there are certain toys that come around at inconvenient times where it's like. I would really like to buy that, but I probably shouldn't because I just bought X, Y, and Z, that kind of thing. Um, so it, it was a little expensive for my taste, but also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm not super into version one Snake Eyes. Sorry, nice, the cleaning lady spot. I'm like, hi, nice cleaning lady, don't come in, please. So I, I'm not super into version one Snake Eyes. So this one was it was a reluctant pass for me because I already have two 
of the uh, of the uh, uh, version two uh, classified series Snake Eyes. So, but anyway, it's a great figure. It's a great set. I almost bought one of these at TFCon, but the vendor didn't want to come down in price. This retails for uh, forty bucks, I think, thirty nine ninety nine, and a vendor at TFCon had it on his on his table for sixty. And I start doing the, the, the calculus of like shipping and taxes. And I'm like, how about 50? And he's like, how about no? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I, uh, best I could do is 55. And I'm like, too rich for my blood. How about no? No, thank you. So I left Los Angeles without buying a Alpha Commando Snake Eyes and Timber set. So, but... As I said before, very similar to this set, 40% off makes it very enticing. So, um, so I got it and I, and I, and I'm very happy with it. So I, I'm gonna, uh, let's see, can I get this guy out of the box? Okay. There are two slits of tape on the top and I'm going to pull this guy out for you. Um, and I'm going to show him off a little bit. Just a little bit. It's funny, when I originally planned this live stream, and I already see how long I've been going for, I was like, you know, I'm going to take my friend's advice and do fewer toys. So that's what I'm doing. And I, I also said, you know what? I'm not going to unbox like everything. And, but here I am cracking open this, uh, this, uh, oh, God damn it. I did it again. Look at that. See, how do you avoid that stress mark in the middle of a, a middle of a cardboard that always happens? Look at that. Anyway, so I'm going to pull this guy out and we're going to take a look at him. And, and I have a very specific reason that was inspired by me being here at the studio with access to my friend's toys. So yeah, let's let's get this let's get this Alpha Commando out of here. This box is really cool. Woo! Smell that vinyl. Um, so yeah, you get a better look of Snake Eyes and Timber. Um, so I'm just gonna pop him out of the bubble here for the sake of this demonstration. I'm not gonna take any of his weapons out. I'm not gonna take any of his weapons out because uh, that's just too much. Okay, so we got uh, got ourselves a snake guys, and he looks really cool. He's all in black, and it's all matte black, and you know he's got like uh, like a cool tactical vest, and um, yeah, that oh th this dude this dude is really cool. I really like it. And I didn't think to bring one of my other classified series snake eyes to uh, compare him with. I have a feeling that his legs are the same. I think those are shared parts. I think from the waist up, including his uh, um, arms and head, um, those are all new parts. But I think I think the legs are all new. Uh, maybe the holsters are different. I'm not sure. I'm really eager to check that out when I when I when I get home. Now that I've got him out of the box, but look at the um, the the texture on this guy. He's got like the um, one of the hallmarks of 
commando snake eyes or version one snake eyes is that he's got like this ribbed sweater and um and they present that really well here um including um around his collar none of which you can tell um in uh in in the way that my um uh, the way it focuses but the reason why I wanted to get this dude out of the box and and show it to you here is because I really want to do the side by side comparison with um, his uh, his three and three quarter inch counterpart. Those figures look really cool. So like it's it's neat to see kind of the evolution where like this is the original or a reproduction. Uh, of the original compared with the more contemporary classified series. Um, there's similarities in the face mask and dang, this just looks really cool. I I'm, I'm really excited. And so now with me purchasing both of these, I guess now I'm into version one snake eyes um, in a way I never was. So, you know, I passed on every iteration of Commando Snake Eyes. It wasn't my favorite because, um, you know, it, it's funny because like the character of Snake Eyes goes through a couple different iterations. He starts off as a commando, but he's dressed all in black. Then you discover Gasp. He's a ninja. And then that's where version two Snake Eyes comes in and he's ninja commando. And I think I just think that that's super rad. But like I had decided that this deco wasn't necessarily for me wasn't necessarily my favorite but um but goddamn if they do not look cool together like that um and and this figure is great i really like it um so i'm gonna set him off to the side but i wanted to also since i'm here i'm gonna pop out timber oh my god he's really in there okay and then you got got yourself the wolf. So, and I think that's, I mean, this wolf has more articulation than a lot of figures. Um, like he's got he's got like he's got like waist swivel and and multiple joints in a, in his uh, in his legs. He's he's got a he's got a swappable head. So it's like he's got neutral face and he's got angry face. Um. They put a they put a lot into this wolf and it's pretty awesome because like when when Snake Eyes first came out in classified series, it was like, where's Timber? Where's the wolf? And um, and now it's him. He's here. And I think it at first I was a little sore that he's packaged with version one Snake Eyes. I'm like, well, because that's that's not really a thing because this guy should go with version two. Ninja Commando, because that, that's how they sold it back in the day. But it's also kind of accurate to the TV show because, you know, Timber uh, helps my dude Snake Eyes when he's trying to, you know, get out like the, the, the mass device thing and gets all irradiated and whatnot. Anyway, so regardless, I, I think I think this is really cool. And then Hasbro is sense because they never saw a opportunity that they didn't want to make money off of. They are repackaging Timber with with a version two Snake Eyes and selling that as a set. I am not buying it because now I have a Timber and I already have two version two Snake Eyes and I don't like the brown pants. I don't need it. That was an easy pass for me. Anyway, so, um, but hilariously... The thing that Lucky asked me when uh, when I um, 
you know, brought this out and showed that it had a figure and the wolf. And she's like, does its tail move? Let's find out. Yeah. I. Whoa, that's surprisingly provocative uh timber's tail has a has a very good range of motion it you can rotate it 360 degrees and you can move it up and down also so um yes the tail can move and it's again shockingly poseable this this, this wolf timber here is way more poseable than it has any right to be ha that has any business being that's that's just that's just crazy um but anyway so so those were uh those were the the couple things that i got from the uh hasbro pulse power days sale i do have more stuff coming and i will do um, another um, unboxing for you at some point. But um, so with that, I am going to wrap this up. And before I get out of here, I want to share with you briefly a couple of uh, news items and uh, and a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, I, I've, I've tweeted about it. I've posted about it, but I don't think I've made an official formal announcement, but um, I will be attending Sidefest Northwest 2022. Uh, that is going to be coming up July 23rd. Um, so just uh, about a month and a half away. Um, that is going to be at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington, um, going from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, I will be attending as a guest. I will have a table. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to do at that table or how long I'm going to stay there. Um, a couple things that I still need to iron out. Um, I may or may not be hosting a panel. I haven't decided on that either. Uh, something that that's uh, dawned on me in the wake of of the celebration of the 35th anniversary of the Transformers the movie, I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say about that movie, um, at least not right now and maybe not in a, in a month's time. Um, uh, for those of you that have uh, kind of kept up with the stuff that I've done with Sidefest, I've, uh, I think I've hosted like three different panels about Transformers, the movie, and um, I, I think I need to find something else. So if uh, if there's something you would like to suggest to me, maybe uh, uh, complaining about stickers on uh, Target exclusives, um, uh, shoot me a line and uh, and I'll take a look at that. But uh, yeah, I, I will be attending Sidefest and I'm sure I will be talking about it more on the show as we go, uh, hoping to have uh, some of the organizers of the show uh, maybe have Ben and Liz back on or you know maybe some of some of the vendors but this is a um Sidefest is back, uh, full capacity, um, and and the dealer room is going to be great. And they're talking about doing activities and panels, uh, very similar to the before the Rona time. So um, I, I'm sure all the necessary precautions will be taken, and it's going to be a, a safe environment. But I, I'm really excited to see the return of the unofficial Transformers convention in the Pacific Northwest by the fans, uh, for the fans. Uh, 
Uh, you are welcome to pre-register now for um, attendance. That is at cybefestnw.com, uh, C-Y-B-F-E-S-T-N-W.com. Um, and I believe there are still uh, vendor tables um, available if uh, if you wanted to vend. It's it's just it's it's a great toy show. Um, I have uh, I have gone poor many times uh, from uh, from buying stuff at a uh, Cybefest. I got I got some killer deals at a uh, at the last show and um and, and it's always a great time and it's a uh, it, it's cool to be part of a local uh fan community like I, I love being part of like this this national and international fandom uh but to have like people that i see and connect with uh locally in the pacific northwest in the seattle area is um is a uh, is super cool as well um so so that's the big announcement uh more more information to come as it happens um i also want to give you an update um i you know i've i've been experimenting with different types of podcasts and different types of shows i i have discovered that i really like doing the the uh, riding carpool uh cast where i'm just uh i'm just uh, uh talking to you on my way to work and giving some quick hot take movie reviews i've done a few of those now and i just like the feel of it um i like i like the urgency and um the feedback that i've gotten from uh from folks has been very supportive so when you tell me you like something i'm gonna keep doing it um and so with that, uh, you know, the most recent episode I did uh, was on Jurassic World Dominion. Um, but in that, and I think like the last four podcasts I've done, I have promised a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness episode. And I figured out what I'm going to do. And I figured out how to uh, kind of give myself focus that I've been missing in some of these things. Because as you know, I get the opportunity to uh, attend advanced screenings of movies uh, for my work. And um, I, see, I see an opportunity now. It's starting to, to come together. First of all, I I am going to do an episode on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I do have some things I would like to say, but I think the initial window has passed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait um, another week or so, um, and I'm going to time my podcast uh, to coincide with the home release. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to release on digital and on Disney Plus on June 22nd, uh, with it coming out on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and uh, and 4K on July 26th. So kind of like a month apart. So I figure like either next week or the week after, maybe after folks are actually able to watch it on the Disney Plus, that's when I'm going to put out the podcast. So so kind of kind of keep your uh, ears open for that. But but inspired by that, I think I'm going to do a little bit of a format change for my for my movie review shows. Um, I'm going to continue with the uh, hot takes. So basically like like the day after, um, or more accurately, when the embargo lifts for a movie that I get an advanced screening to, 
I'm just going to talk about it on my way to work and then record it and share that as a spoiler-free hot take podcast. And then um, with the theatrical window narrowing, um, like I don't remember when Top Gun Maverick is supposed to come out on Paramount Plus, but I think it's like mid-July. So I think what I will do is with with those more narrow um, theatrical windows or theatrical to streaming, um, that's when I'm going to do the deeper deep dive. Now, all of this is subject to change. Maybe I'll be inspired to do something more urgently, but I like... I like the idea of having it both ways because, I mean, you've seen my feed. You've seen how I've kind of struggled with, do I do spoiler-free? Do I do spoiler-filled? You know, do I do two episodes? Do I see, do I do one episode? And you've seen a mix. So I'm going to continue to tweak it. And I think, I think this might work. Um, so anyway, so be on, be on the lookout for that. Um, and, and again, if you have any feedback or suggestions, I, I am all ears because I am making this up as I go. And, uh, um, clearly I don't have it all figured out. Um, and, uh, and, uh, with that, before I closed out, I, I do want to give a quick shout out, uh, to my dude, Anthony Brucali over at, uh, TFU.info. He, uh, he just recently did an episode of his news and views, uh, uh, podcast and uh, was very generous with shout outs to uh, podcasts and content creators that he's really digging on, including this show here. Um, and I, I'm grateful for, for my friendship with, with Ant. Um, he's a great dude. And we've, uh, we've um, given each other a lot of feedback and have been like really good sounding boards for, for workshopping content and just kind of getting through uh, the existential dread that comes with being a content creator. And, um, um, I think I talked about it, this in a, in a different episode. I, I don't remember. It all kind of runs together, but like he, he pointed out the, um, existential dreadcast I did where basically like I sat in my car and talked for a half hour, just about, you know, some, some of the struggles I've been having and just kind of, uh, you know, kind of talking about my mental health and, um, uh, it was Ant and a half dozen other folks uh, um, that that found that episode and listened to it, and it really resonated with them. But what's funny is that that wasn't really my intention. I, you know, I I don't know what my intention was because, like, I recorded it. And then knowing there was I, I didn't want to put it up as its own episode. So I just buried it at the end of like a two hour live stream, uh, very similar to uh, the episode you're listening to now. Uh, but I, I never intended for it to have the spotlight that it had. I'm glad that it's out there. That's why I published it. But for several folks to latch onto it and for it to resonate with them and to give me feedback and ask me about it. I thought that that was, um, uh, that, that was, that was really, really very cool. And it really, uh, uh, meant a lot, uh, meant a lot to me. And so, um, so I may do more of that in, uh, in the future. I might just do a existential dreadcast, a mental health 
check-in. I don't know if I'll put it on Front Street and title it that, but I, I may end up just uh, burying it again at the end of another unrelated episode. But uh, but but I'm glad that that resonated, and um, and again, I I am uh, grateful for uh, for a friendship. And and with that, I'm going to sign off, and that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me. I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to listen to my podcast, Mike Seibert Radio, you can listen to all of those past shows. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. And you can check out my YouTube channel for even more videos. Uh, you can become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can find me on social media at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let me know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. And tune in for the return of the Mike Seibert Radio podcast live stream. You can find that on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. And subscribe so you never miss a show. That is going to do it for me. I'm going to get out of here. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, tell all our one, make good choices. Make good choices.